Welcome to the uh, first edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Midget here, and uh, definitely glad to get this thing kicked off on this venture, man, with all my guys are here and ready to go. Uh, our special guest is here to join us as well. So all of you out there listening, all the different platforms from iTunes to Spotify to Google Podcasts, Google Play, everything else out there, Radio Public, we definitely appreciate y'all for, uh, for downloading it. Checking out the first edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast, our first of many, many more. We're going to talk all things sports, man, from college football, basketball, NBA, NFL, Memphis Tigers, Memphis Grizzlies, recruiting, whatever you want. This is the place to be with all our guys, man. So we definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening. Got a great show lined up today uh, with our special guest, which we're going to introduce in just a moment. But first, we'll go around and introduce all the guys um, around the uh, the deliberation table, uh, so to speak. First up is my man, Justice Bolden. Justice, how you doing, sir? Josh, I'm doing pretty good uh, today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And up next, my man, uh, Evan DeVode. Evan, what's good? What's good, man? I'm good, man. Ready to get this thing rolling. Yes, sir. And also with me, my man, uh, Leon Taylor. All co-hosts of Deliberation Sports Podcast. Leon, how you doing? Yeah, 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 yeah. How y'all doing, man? Ready to get this thing going? Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely, man. And without further ado, um, Evan, I'm going to let you uh, introduce our guest uh, that we have on with us. All right. Without further ado, um, I introduce to you uh, former Mitchell High assistant coach, former Tiger, uh, beloved, uh, current IMG Academy assistant coach Trey Draper. Trey, appreciate you having us on. Uh, coming on with us, brother. I appreciate y'all having me, Evan. Uh, like I said, it's an honor, man, and I appreciate you all. Appreciate you all having me. Definitely, definitely, man. And you know, Trey, I, I got to ask you right off the jump, man. IMG Academy, uh, which you are now uh, the new a new assistant coach there. Matter of fact, man, did you ever see yourself um, coaching and let alone having this opportunity uh, at a school like this? Uh, man, to be honest, um, I did. I did see myself coaching. However, I just and I knew it, it. You know, it would be at a at a high level. Um, but to say I knew that it would it would it would IMG would be the opportunity that presented itself. Uh, no, I didn't see this one coming. Uh, man, it honestly, came out the blue. To be honest with you, so. I guess, you know, I'm a firm believer in God and whatever he has in store for me, I try to follow his footsteps. So I'm very fortunate and blessed for this opportunity. Okay, right, man. Trey, yeah. man, um, let's, let's talk about the University of Memphis. Of course, you're one of the most beloved Tigers out there, man. Uh, we're playing there all four years, man. Uh, your family has great ties to the program. We just had a huge commitment yesterday uh, from a five-star recruit, top 25, according to ESPN, DJ Jeffries. He's the highest recruit to commit to the University of Memphis since Dedrick Lawson. 
Uh, talk about how important that commitment is to the program to get those type of players that we're used to seeing come in, like the class you're in with Joe Jackson and Chris Crawford. Talk about how important that is for Penny to get that first high-profile commitment under his belt. Man, it's a, um, that, that's a program changer. That's DJ. Uh, I had the privilege of coaching, coaching DJ um, in the seventh and eighth grade. And man, that that's honestly a program. That's 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 that stamps the program and what you know the direction that the program is headed. You know, obviously DJ, you know, he's he's a great he's a great athlete, but he's he's a great young man. And those are the type of guys that we want that we want in our program. Um and for Penny and for Coach Coach Penny and the rest of that staff to prioritize him and to really come in and and, and essentially take DJ from Kentucky. You know, a powerhouse blue blood program like Kentucky signifies the you know the hard work and effort that that staff has put in. So, I think man, the program is headed in the in the right direction. And essentially, like you said, it's the first five star since since Dedrick Lawson. So, I mean, and we essentially know we're getting out of five star talent. You know, at this day and age, so getting DJ was was huge, and it's the right it's the right step that we needed. You know, to to move to move our program. Right, and I'm gonna have a follow up before I kick it over to Justice. So. Uh, at Memphis Manors, we had a lot of high-profile recruits. Uh, we had five-star Precious Achua. We had five-star Trina Wofford. Uh, we had five-star James Wiseman, of course, along with DJ and uh, 2020 Matthew Morrell. As this um, signing day comes along, I, it's November 14th through the 21st. Your personal opinion, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Um, okay. Do you think we'll have another commitment? I know Wiseman said that he will be uh, – committing early and, and signing within the early signing period. Do you think we tap out at just Malcolm and DJ, which is not bad for the early signing period, or do you think right. we add another one in before the 14th? Uh, man, my gut feeling, man, I think we add another one. Um, and that's speaking from experience of being, a, you know, being a coach mm -hmm. and from being a student athlete. Um, you know, most guys, you know, and of course we talk, we talking about high profile potential pros, you know, guys, you know, are winners. So essentially they want to go into their senior seasons, you know, with their mind focused on the season, you know, and I think, you know, so I, I definitely think that, you know, we'll be, we'll be on the, on the great end, unfortunately, end of that stick and get us another signee, you know, whether it's James, whether it's trending or whether it's, I mean, whoever it may be, you know, so it's a bunch of guys that, that the university of Memphis have identified. And it's a bunch of people out there that wants to play at the University of Memphis. So I definitely think we'll get one before the early signing period. I, I really, I, and I say that, you know, not at none bias as possible. I'm speaking, you know, from, from you know, experience and what I really feel about their program. Now, Trey, uh, speaking of uh, great players, uh, not only did you play with the Memphis Tigers, but you played uh, with some great players at, at Mitchell High School. Who had the biggest influence on you throughout your basketball uh, playing and, and coaching career? Oh, uh, man, honestly, my father, um, my father was, was very, you know, instrumental and still is instrumental, you know, outside of my granddad and my grandfather, Coach Johnson, you know, uh, rest in peace, Coach Johnson, my high school coach for, for two years before he passed away. Um, coach Johnson had a really, really, really huge impact on me getting into the coaching role. Um, he always, you know, called me a coach on the floor, you know, when I was in high school, he, you know, this before we really got into a lot of film sessions, but he always made me learn the plays. He always made me learn everybody's position. And he honestly always made he told me that I was going to coach. I never really thought about coaching, honestly, though, until I got to the University of Memphis and Coach Damon Stoudemire. Uh, coach Damon Stoudemire and I built a built a, a very close relationship. 
uh, Coach Stoudemire, man, we watched film together. We did workouts. He essentially took me under his wing and, and, you know, gave me the game as a as a student, you know, as a student coach. And, you know, I think that helped me play the role into me becoming the captain my senior year. Uh, I was co-captain my freshman, then I became a captain my senior year. So, you know, I, I was in charge of scout report. I was in you know, the scouting team. And uh, Coach Wade, Coach Wade, who's now at LSU, you know, who granted me the, my first opportunity to coach. He hired me two weeks out of the NCAA tournament. And he allowed me, and he gave me the opportunity to go to the University of Chattanooga. So I, I've had some really good mentors, and I've been really fortunate. Yeah, now, Trey, this is Justice again. Uh, in talking about uh, the University of Memphis, can you talk a, a bit about your family's relationship with not only uh, the late Larry Finch, but also uh, the University of Memphis in general? Oh, man, we we bleed blue, man. It's honestly, um, <laughs> you know, man, I, I had woke up one morning and I feel like I dropped, I, I was bleeding blue, honestly. I felt like, you know, I had no other choice to be honest with you. Um, essentially I was getting ready to sign um, with another, with another school, with another university. I was either going to Liberty or I was going to, when I thought, I also thought about Mississippi Valley State coming out of high school, but, and those were my last two options. And my senior year, uh, you know, cause this, we were in transition to coach Calipari um, and Coach Pastor, you know, Coach Calipari had offered, you know, me an opportunity to be at the University of Memphis, and he told me how hard it would be. And essentially, he left. You know, he left and took the job at Kentucky, and then he gave the job to Coach Pastor. And my senior year is when Coach Pastor, I built a relationship with Coach Pastor, and he came to, you know, quite a few of our games because we were playing AAA. We were playing a lot of the schools that, that you know, these guys that we were recruiting that essentially signed with me with myself. And Coach, you know, he called me to his office after we lost the East. You know, I'll never forget. It was our last game, and he called me, he asked me to come to his office, and he wanted to work, you know, talk to me about some things, and he offered me the opportunity. And from there, it was it was pretty much history, man. I already knew, you know, what I wanted to do. If the opportunity presented itself. And, you know, that comes from, you know, Uncle Larry, you know, uh, Larry Finch, you know, and Aunt Vicky, who's his wife. And, you know, man, that's that's my family. Uh, man, we've been we've been tied in heavily since, since the 50s and 60s with my grandfather, with Mo Alba, with Dana Kurt. And essentially, man, I had the opportunity to work with Andre, Andre Turner over at Mitchell. So, essentially, man, the University of Memphis has been very, very instrumental in my life. And I've been fortunate enough to even just to be a part of that program and to represent that city and that school in a, in a dignified Trey. This is Leon, man. First off, I want to tell you congratulations on your big move. Now, I'm more appreciate it, man. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, man. I'm familiar with you on the high school level, but recently we just had some news with Wooddale. They recently just got Chandler Lawson back in town, and you know he's playing with his son. But some fans just don't know about Wooddale, the team, and you coached mm. on Double A. Could you tell us what did Wooddale have before the Lawsons got there? And what do you see that the Lawsons could bring to the table once they kind of gel? Man, it's a it's a it's a bittersweet moment, honestly, for me, because you know myself being at IMG now, we 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 play Oak Hill, um, you know, so I'm essentially glad that we don't have to face Chandler. You know, we play Oak Hill on the ESPN game uh, January the twentieth, so. I'm, I'm essentially glad when we got the news. I actually got the news here, and I shared it, you know, with our coaches, and we were just like, wow. And then again, I'm bittersweet because, you know, my guys in Mitchell, that's it. You know, those, I talk to those kids every day. I talk to Andre and the staff every single day. 
And I know, you know, that Wooddale is, is in our league at Mitchell. And, um, man, they're going to bring a force. Double A is, is essentially the t- – I think, you know, Triple A is, is kind of carried the throne for, for Memphis basketball over the last recent years because of, you know, East and you know, and uh, Southwind and Ridgeway. But I think, you know, the last uh, – this year, I think Double A is, is probably the best basketball league in Memphis. You can expect Jonathan and Chandler to really, really – essentially bring toughness you know that's the first thing they bring toughness their father went 39 and no he's the only undefeated coach ever in high school basketball in Memphis he went 39 and no he actually beat us at Mitchell that year um man Chandler Chandler just brings a versatile a versatile game you know a guy that's expanded his game you know Chandler can score it at all three levels on the basketball court you know and for those you know that don't really know he can shoot the three he can post up and he has a mid-range game so, you know, essentially, you know, he's going to bring just a he's a he's a mismatch problem. And Jonathan is is just honestly, he's a freak. He's a freak of nature. You know, being being that young with that high IQ and that that amount of toughness and grit, it, you know, double A double A's in for a rude awakening. You know, however, you know, you got you got Riley Egypt over there, Riley Egypt over there with Mo, with Coach Mo, like a big brother to me, and you got Melrose with Coach Joe. I mean, you got Tresman and it just got Jalen. I mean, and that staff, and then you know you can't count out Mitchell, who you know, you know, and our guys before I left, we returned, we returned six juniors, we returned three of our starter backcourt. So you can expect double A, double A basketball in Memphis to to really to really take the throne. And I, I can honestly say, I think, I think, I think Memphis, I think Memphis will get a double A state championship. You know, you can't forget about the the, the reigning state champs in Hamilton with Coach Will Smith. So. I'm definitely looking forward to double A, and anytime I'm at home, I'm definitely going to catch some some of that high school action. No doubt, I I totally agree with you. You know, with so many big time moves in double A, and you know, with the new additions coming in, it's it's going to be a sight to see. Now, with you making this transition from Memphis basketball to going over to a top ten program at ING Academy, what's what's the talent level been like over there? Because I know you got a point guard over there that's. Got some incredible athleticism. Could you tell us about the team? Man, uh man, I'm actually so funny. We I'm sitting in the office right now. Uh and I was ready before you guys, you know, I got on the phone with you guys. I was actually looking at the roster. So I can actually go through one by one if you want me to, like I said, real quick with the point guard and Noah Farrakhan, freakishly athletic. He's a consensus top fifty guy. Um, you know, got got him a bunch of, of SEC offers. Jaden Springer, who's a, probably a McDonald All American in the 2020 class, he's um, essentially six five, just do it all, bulldog on defense. He has, he's, I'm pretty sure everybody in the country is, is, has offered him. Josh Green, he's committed to Arizona right now. Josh is, Josh is probably a McDonald All American this year. Uh, he committed to Arizona last week. Uh, got Armando Baycott. Armando is committed to North Carolina. He was actually the MVP of the Peace Jam mm-hmm. this year. Uh, team takeover. They won it. They won. They won the EYBL championship. They actually knocked out Bluff City in route. So uh, Armando is really, is really talented. He's six eleven. Can pretty much do it all. He kind of reminds us of Joel Embiid. Oh wow. Um, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's down to Villanova in Kansas as his last two. Um, Played on the Under Armour circuit from Kansas City. Um, Jeremiah, man, is just a, it's just tough. He just gets it done, whatever you want. And then you got you got the guy, you got the young guys. Um, 
Dior Johnson, who who Memphis has offered. Memphis has offered Dior. Uh, Dior is the number one point guard in 2022. He's from New York. And he's honestly, he's, he's a kid, man, that just reminds me of, of a Memphis kid. He's just tough. He's tenacious. He, he just, whatever you want him to do, he's going to get it done. And Jer- uh, Jairus Walker, who's from New Freedom, Jairus is a top five kid in 2022. They call him Baby LeBron. <laughs> you know, uh, we don't, we don't. That's what that's what the people call. He's about six seven, probably about two twenty two twenty five. That's at fourteen years old. Where a size sixteen shoe, man. So man, we, you know, you know, the talent level, the talent level is not the issue down here. Um, you know, we we essentially we actually supposed to play in Memphis. We'll definitely be in Memphis next year in the uh, in the hoop fest. But the talent level is definitely here. Um, Max Preps, you know, ranked us at number three. Um, in the country, you know, last week, um, we just picked up a new kid, Michael Jones, who's from Philly, who who has a bunch of offers. He was just recently came off an official visit to to Penn State. So, I mean, like I said, man, it's it's been it's been very it's been a it's been a transition. Um, not knocking my guys at Mitchell, but the talent level here is just it's just, it's just different, man. It's just it's essentially it's essentially. Something you just—it's an opportunity that everybody don't get. So when I when I got the opportunity, and I was fortunate enough and blessed enough. It was essentially a no-brainer for me to make the move. Definitely, definitely, Trey. And this is Josh again, man. You know, you talk about all that talent and all these guys that are committed to other schools and guys that are on such a high radar. What what is the biggest adjustment, or is there an adjustment going from? you know, a, a local school to where everybody may not get an offer to a school that's a top 10, you're playing a much higher level competition, not, you know, disparaging Memphis at all. Right, you're, you're right. no doubt. Is, is there an adjustment on the way you coach and the way you go about things uh, at a school uh, like that? It is, it is. It's honestly, the, the biggest adjustment is trying to get them to, to be a pro and to act like a pro at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, if, 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 that, if you guys get what I'm saying, yeah. you know, because you're essentially dealing with guys who, who are McDonald Americans, who are essentially seeing their name, you know, when they, you know, every, everything, you know, their phone rings off the hook. You know, I was with, you know, I can't name a few of our guys, but I was with those guys today, man. And, and it, it was just amazing just to see how many, you know, the phone call and the slam magazine and, you know, ESPN and just, these things and keeping our guys, but our guys are very humble, you know, but essentially, you know, trying to keep our guys in the gym, you know, trying to keep them corralled. But one thing I got to say is they all love, they all love winning. You know, that's why they, that's why they came here. Um, they, you know, since we, we got four, we got 13 guys and 10 of them that we recruited here, you know, won state championship at their previous schools, you know, so they all count, they all come to IMG, you know, with the goal in mind of a national championship. So, you know, we just we're looking forward to being at being at the Geico Nets Championship at the end of at the end of March, mm-hmm. and man, just honestly, and just and just building a relationship with these guys, you know, because you know everybody is typically when you're when you're top ranked in the country as you are, everybody wants something from you, you know. So when they you know when they get a staff, and that's why the coaching staff here is is so instrumental because they lean on us for pretty much everything. You know, you got guys that are from out the country, you got guys that are that are so far away from home. You know, so they lean on the coaching staff for everything. And so it's essentially we're just trying to give them to be pros, man. If we can give them to be pros at an early age, who knows Who knows what could happen, you know, over the next two, three years. Definitely, definitely. You know what's so interesting? You talk about all that talent that you guys have. You know, it almost, it's almost like an all-star team at, at uh, 
at a high school, you know, and how do you manage all these guys? Because, you know, they all want to show what they have. Uh, they're right. all trying to showcase for the scouts that are looking at them, even if they're committed, you know, they're still, you, right. you know, how re recruiting goes, there's still going to be coaches right. and teams looking at them. So how do you manage that and still focus on the task at hand and winning games uh, in the season? Man, it's, it's uh, honestly, man, it's like, go back, like I said, man, they all want to win a national championship, you know, and that's how yes. guys, you'd be surprised, man. They talk about that national championship every single day. Um, yeah. You know, it, it hasn't been done at IMG. You know, they which the last per person that did it was when Trayvon Duval, Isaiah Stokes, and the, Emmett Williams and those guys, they went to the national championship, but they lost. And so it essentially, you know, and our guys, they, you know, they live together. You know, a lot of guys, they have, you know, every, each guy on the team has a roommate. So they're around each other, you know, like typical high school, you may see your teammate seven to eight hours a day. But these guys see each other essentially 24 hours a day. You know, they live with each other, they sleep with each other, um, they wake up, you know, they, they essentially around each other every single day, you know, all day, you know, so because, you know, their family isn't here, you know, they're recruited here. So, and, you know, and, and honestly, these guys, like I said, it goes back to, and the, and the biggest thing we tell them is, you know, when you get to the NBA or if you're fortunate to get to the NBA, you're going to be playing with other, in, with other pros. Yeah. So it's essentially if, we, if you can get the mindset of being a professional at 14, 15, 16, 17 years old, when you get to the NBA or when you get to college, you're going to be playing with other great players. So and we, we just try to get them to transition their mind. And honestly, this has been a, it, it's been a, it's been a cool adjustment because, like I said, our guys are real. They want to win the national championship because they know bringing the national championship to this school and bring it, and being the first one to do it is 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 pretty incredible. So. That's how I go, man, and we just try to keep preaching that. Hey, Trey, man, this is Evan again, man. A um, couple questions for you. Uh, we're going to get back to the Memphis program. So Memphis is recruiting a lot of Memphis guys. Uh, and you typically hear from a lot of people, considering at being at the University of Memphis, you don't want a lot of Memphis players on your team. You always hear that. It's going to be some drama. Parents going to get mad. It's just going to be something coming around, and I'm sure you've heard it a lot. If Penny right. continues to land all the local talent, because he hadn't missed out on any local player that he's prioritized yet, if he continues to lock down Memphis like we expect, do you think that will continue to be an issue under our program having so many Memphis players on the team? Um, honestly, man, I don't see it being an issue. I, you know, you and I may be a little biased, you know. Um, I played with, you know, with guys essentially my junior year or my sophomore year. We had a, we had 11 guys from Memphis on the team. And one thing that all in common is they're playing for the name on the front of the jersey. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to play for the name on the back and it's easy to play for play for yourself. But when you're playing for a city and I saw Tyler Harris make the quote, you know, I'm playing for the entire city. You know, that that brought that brought cheers to me because, you know, when you're from Memphis, man, you represent that city. You represent the blue-collar athlete, student-athlete. You go extremely, extremely hard in everything that you do. So it's a little bit different when you're from Memphis. When you're from Memphis, you grew up in Memphis, and predominantly most of those guys grew up in the inner city of Memphis, so they know they know what it means. And it's essentially in the situation that I'm in now. You know, we never had a national championship. We've been to a couple Final Fours. We got very, very close in 2008. Um, Coach Turner went to the Final Four. Andre went to the Final Four in 85. You know, so I don't think it'll be an issue at all because those guys, those guys, they 
they're playing for their city, man. And essentially, when you it's, 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 you know, you heard the saying, Memphis versus everybody. And I think, you know, I talked to A-Lo, I talked to Jeremiah, and I talked to a lot of those guys, and they pretty much had the same mindset we do, man. And, and us as former players and former players, is, even from that's not from Memphis, are rooting for them. So I don't think it would be an issue at all. And then, you know, nevertheless, you got three – you got four Memphis guys on their staff. And, and Rodney, Rodney Hamilton, Dwight Board, Penny, and Tony. You know, and and Mike, Mike has been in Memphis for over half of his life. You know, so everybody got that Memphis blood in them, man. And and when you, you when you talk about Memphis, you you guys know what Memphis stands for, and it, you know. And so I, I'm I'm excited for him, and I'm looking forward to seeing him, seeing him across the TV and seeing him across the country. Yeah, man, because usually, you know, Memphis year in and year out, more times than not, has some of the best talent in the country, uh, hands down. Uh, on the high school level. Uh, I take it back to our AAU days. Whenever we walked in the gym and we had Memphis on our chest, it didn't matter if you were from New York, California, you got respected ASAP. And they knew anytime we walked on the court on that circuit, they had to bring their A game. Now, you were a part of the Under Armour circuit this summer, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, right. So yeah. You right, were right. able to see a, a lot of great players around. Does Memphis, on the grassroots level, still hold the name that it usually do. When players come against yeah. Memphis guys, is it still respected like we used to have being respected? Uh man, definitely. Definitely holds respect. Uh, you know, and that's shout out, you know, I seen that's this shout out to Coach Coach Hurd, who's a Mitchell who's a Mitchell alum and a walker home veteran himself. Uh Coach Norton Hurd who runs Team Thad program and you got Coach Ernie Kuiper who runs, you know, director Mike Miller and then you got Bluff City. You know, that, you know, shout out to those guys for, you know, in Cowboy, you got the Memphis Magic, you know, so we essentially have have a team on every, on every, on every major shoe circuit. And man, one, you know, and just they, they definitely get the respect. Um, you can date it all the way back to LeRon Black and Christian Oak, you know, LeGerald Vic and those guys. The toughness, the toughness is there. Uh, people know, you know, one thing about Memphis that they're going to play extremely hard. And, you know, when you go against a kid from Memphis and you go against a team from Memphis, you can expect a dog fight. And, you know, I think, you know, that's that's why Memphis guys are recruited the way they are because of the, 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 the tenaciousness that we play with and the chip on our shoulder that we play with because, you know, since like we laugh, man, you know, we can't go home with that soft stuff. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, that's typically what a guy from Memphis says, man. And, you know, I think they take it to heart, you know, to see guys that's ranked in front of them or see guys who they who people think are better than them. And that's that's how we grew up. And I think it just goes back to to how Memphis is as, as a whole, as a city with the basketball. And that's and that's that's much respect to the guys that came before us, like 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 Penny himself or like Larry Fetch or, you know, essentially Keith Lee, the Andre Turners, you know, those Joe Jackson, you know, those guys, those guys paved the way. So. You know, it's only it's only up from here for Memphis high school basketball. Now, now Trey, this is uh, Justice again, and uh, man, we're gonna have to call this the Memphis edition because all I'm hearing is, is Memphis, 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 Memphis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one one question I have for you, and, and you mentioned the name, is to take us back to when you were playing high school ball and and talk about the uh, the Joe Jacksons of the world and and how Memphis basketball, uh, high school basketball, was during that time. Oh, man, Joe Jackson is probably he's arguably, and I say arguably, the one of the greatest, if not the greatest, high school basketball player to come through Memphis. Just depending on who you're talking to, <laughs> you know, 
you know, that name right there still rings bells. He rings bells in the national circuit. He's a Macdonald All-American. And he's definitely the hardest person I've ever had to guard and play against. Um, and I'm not just saying it because that's my best friend. I'm, I mean, that's, you know, that's really that's, that's really how, how great Joe was and how great he is. I mean, Joe, Joe literally filled up the stat sheets. I mean, he could score probably with the best of them. So, Joe is definitely Joe is definitely one of the greatest to ever touch the basketball in Memphis. Now, during your time at the University of Memphis, you, you played with Joe, uh, but you also played with some other guys. Talk talk a bit about that time uh, when you were at Memphis and you guys had an opportunity to you know play in conference championships and, and advance to the NCAA tournament. What was that experience like for you? Man, we were, we were fortunate. Uh, man, I talked to my guys every day. You know, the senior class um, of myself, Chris, and Joe, the only ones that stayed, Chris Crawford and Joe Jackson, stayed for our four years. And we won 106 games in our four years, which actually is fourth. It's third or fourth overall in the Memphis history for four years. And I think that's behind Andre Turner and behind uh, Antonio Anderson and his senior class, you know, guys that went to the Final Four. So, uh, we won 31 games. I know my, my my junior year, we won 29, I think, my my sophomore year. I mean, and you know, essentially we, we got to the tournament every year. You know, we sometimes we felt like we underachieved, but, I mean, we we still kept the program relevant. Uh, you know, Tariq Black, Adonis Thomas, Farrakhan Hall. I mean, we played, I mean, you, you know, Austin Nichols, Markel Crawford. You know, all these are guys from Memphis, Nick King. <laughs> so, um, it, you know, now we you know for us to win three championship conference championships, for us to go undefeated twice, for Joe Joe to win the be the first MVP ever to go back to back in the conference championship, you know, it said it said a lot about about the talent, a lot about our coaching staff. You know that you know how hard they extremely worked it. You know, nevertheless, we wanted to go to a final four. We wanted to bring a national championship back. We didn't. And so that's why we shift all our, our gears to these new guys. And, we, 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 you know, we're praying and hoping that, you know, a healthy season for our guys so that they can, you know, they can make the tournament. and they can eventually bring a national championship back to the city. Okay, Trey. Uh, recently, Memphis played Lamont on, and we saw a lineup that a lot of people wasn't expecting. We saw Lomax and Tyler playing at the same time with Jeremiah. Now – for the for the, so many different reasons, we all thought that they would be battling. Now, the idea of them playing together, what's your thoughts on that? You know, seeing two small guards playing on the college level. Uh, man, I'm I'm all for it. I, you know, and I'm not you know trying to toot my own horn or anything, but I but I actually saw, I I said myself that would be the starting lineup. I actually had I was arguing with some people I work with now about that lineup and. Uh, you know, because like I said, they're dynamic. You know, they're 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 they're, they're like, but and they, in the way that they, you know, I call they kind of like earth, wind, and fire. You know, that's that's what I call that that backcourt. You know, of course, I'm a little biased toward them because I love them all, but you know, Tyler, Tyler is like is like is like fire. You know, he just gives it to you. He he come at you. He's coming at you full blast. He's giving it to you in every way that you want it. Alo is the earth man. He's just steady. He's heady. He going he just gets it done. We know whatever it takes, he just gets it done. He controls the tempo. And Jeremiah is the wing. You know, he's just a blur. He's a blur, man. So that's that's typically what I call him. And I know that that's gonna eventually get out. So make sure that they people give me credit <laughs> for calling him. <laughs> so that's, Wait, that's we're gonna I add that him. as a hashtag. Mom oh, Jay, that's what they that's earth, wind, and fire, man. That's that that's and that's what they are. Um and nevertheless, I mean, it's been done before. You look at Peyton Siva and Mill. 
who I played with. You know, you look at Russ Smith and Chris Jones, mm-hmm. Chris Jones and Terry Rozier. You know, Louisville, Louisville was known for having a small guard. So, and they won national championships. They've been very successful under the Rick Pitino era. So, they have definitely, you know, I'm not shocked to see the small guard line up, you know, in Tyler and Alo because they're so dynamic. And, you know, you just got, you got my, my little brother and the one, you know, I was fortunate enough to work with him and known him since he was eight years old, Jeremiah. You know, man, Jeremiah just is a fantastic leader, fantastic young man. So you can definitely see, I think you will see more of the earth, wind, and fire lineup. Okay. Now that's, that's interesting that you said that. Now, now let's talk about the front court because when you got a guy like Isaiah Maurice who just came on the scene like kind of like a mystery man in the first preseason game, you know, talking about who's going to start at the four and five, like between – Isaiah Maurice and Mike Parks, who we saw last season, had spur of the moments where he seemed like a solid player for this upcoming season. Who would you rather put in the lineup? Me and my guy Justice, we debated on that. And, you know, they're sold on Maurice after one preseason, preseason game. I want, want to know what you think about it. Man, I like I like Maurice, man. I'm um, you know, like I said, it's hard to it's hard to pick, you know, because like I said, I hadn't seen him. I saw him a lot in the summertime, but it's a lot. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot that it comes with. You know, who um, I love Kevon, Kevon. I love Kevon. I like. I think Big Mike has trimmed down a trim a lot. Uh, but I think I think Kevon will probably be in my lineup. Uh, man, I love Kevon and uh, man, a lot of guys. Man, I'm not talking about Victor. You know, honestly, man, I really can see Victor getting some minutes. I don't know if he'll star, but I definitely can see Victor sliding. Their rotation because when you got three dynamic guards and three guards that can score the basketball the way that Earth Wind and Fire does, you don't really, you know, you can put myself and you out there at the four and the five. You know? <laughs> but, you know, essentially, though, um, honestly, I, I would go with Kevon, man. And, and um, at that five spot, I think it's just, you know, whoever goes hard in practice. So, yes, sir. you know, I'm anxious to see. I'm anxious to see how, how that, you know, how that goes. And I'm, I'll be able to catch him in Orlando for Thanksgiving. You know, they come to Orlando for the Evercare on the 24th, 22nd through the 25th. So, I drive over and I get a chance to see him for three or four games. So, I'm, I'm excited about that. All right, Leon, you heard that, man. That's, that's the uh, politically re- correct response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit more. Off, <laughs> he didn't touch stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> definitely, man. Definitely. And uh, it's Trey Draper joining us, man, on Deliberation. Sports podcast. I definitely appreciate him for joining us, man, and having this great conversation. I need to ask you, okay, expectations, right? You know, you know how Memphis is. For better or for worse, Memphis fans love their team. And especially when you have this added dynamic, Kenny Hardaway, Memphis connections galore up and down the roster, coaching staff, everything else. The excitement is back. So, with that being said, how do you feel? Well, what should the expectations be for this team this year, year one of the Penny Hardaway era? Man, I don't honestly. I, I don't think we can. You know, it, I don't think we can put any expectations on on, on them that no higher than that they have for themselves. I yeah. think they're going in. They're going in with with the national championship in mind. You know, I, oh, know, yeah. coach, I know. You know, I know coach. You know, I know coach. You know, personally, and I know. You know, he's not giving away a year just because this is his first year. You know, that staff, you know, and I've seen him work extremely hard. I, but I definitely think they're a tournament team. You know, I think Memphis just to support them, man, through whatever. 
I asked the fans to get out there and support them, to get out there and, and root for them, you know, win, win or loss, you know, or draw, you know, through thick and thin. Support these guys, man. That's because that's our scene. That's our team. That's what we stand for. I love the grizzly to death, but I mean, when you talk about Memphis, you talk about the Tigers. You know, you talk about Tiger basketball. So I definitely, I think they're, I think they're, they're an NCAA tournament team, and and I think you know when when things get to clicking on all settlers, they you know they can make a run. You know, but like I said, you no know, preseason is you know is you don't get trophies for the preseason. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to them and, and seeing you know how they're able to produce this year. Hey, Trey, man, this Evan, man, I got one final question for you. Our coaching staff is kind of not like any other coaching staff we ever seen in college basketball. Penny uh, Hardaway, former All Star, in my mind, uh, could be a possible candidate for a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's the first ever college basketball coach to have his own signature shoe. Now, I mean, <laughs> us, I mean, we played high school ball together, man. We was big on our kicks. And it seemed like the kids nowadays, they're, they're even more big on it. How much of an influence on a recruiting trail does Penny have just based off not just his name, but some of his shoes are the hottest out right now. Uh, I think, you know, he's like the second, he has the second most, the shoe to sell the most behind him. shoe in the country. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, man, i give you, i just give you a quick story. You know, I'm not going to say any names. You know, have, we are Under Armour school, but our guys can wear, you know, they can wear what they, you know, want, you know, essentially when they're going out and when they're going and when they're going. But let's, I'm going to just give you more than half, half a pair of, if not two pair of phone closets in their closet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you're talking about high-level athletes. Um, I mean, that's, that speaks for itself. I mean, for a guy to walk in with his own pair of shoes in your living room, you know, and then to be an NBA, you know, uh, future Hall of Famer. You know, I'm going to go on Carl, like you said, and he, I think he is a Hall of Famer. You know, to have a two-time NBA champion walk in your house, to have a coach of the year. NBA coach of the year. I mean, what are the kids that are playing now? They all want to go pro, you know, so who's better to help them than guys that have done it, you know? And then, so I think, man, I think this coaching staff would definitely go down in history, man. And uh, they're, they're just going to get it done. You know, they're already getting it done. And I think they're going to continue to get it done because of the, you know, because of the work ethic that they put in. So, but to definitely to have a signature shoe and to still be coaching, that is huge. You know, that is huge, man. And that's what, and being able to relate to these young kids and to relate to these young student athletes is, is definitely a plus. And I think that's where our coaching staff is going to win it. Trey, this is Justice. Before I ask my final question, I, I want to remind y'all not to forget about those old school Patrick Hewins. <laughs> yeah, they are. I, yeah, but, you, know, you know, they are. Patrick Hewins. I'm going to tell them, look, Justice, I'm going to tell you like, like they can. Yeah, they cool, but they ain't. <laughs> you know. No, because so, no, he, he's the he only other coach I can think of that that's got a pair of shoes, and uh, they try to make a comeback, but no, they they yeah, they but they not, not they ain't two hundred they not two hundred fifty dollars. They not the penny. So. No. <laughs> and people ain't standing outside to get them petty People standing outside. <laughs> You're right. I, I did pay two hundred for those uh, penny ones. I, I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, real. they standing outside for the one cent. So you gotta respect them one cent. <laughs> so look, Trey, uh, we talked about the impact that the coaching staff is having at the University of Memphis and also about uh, what are those limits for this season, which could be as deep as they can go. Moving forward, with the class of, of 2019 starting to shape up with the commitments of both Malcolm Dandridge and DJ Jeffries, if the Tigers ultimately land James Wiseman and, and maybe another prospect, 
what do you see for the Tigers in 2019? I can see that being the number one recruiting class, honestly. I can see that being the number one recruiting class in the country starting off. Um, you know, you talk about potentially James or McDonald. Trending may be a McDonald. Um, Matthew Hurt probably is going to be a McDonald. I can definitely tell you we're going to get some guys. I don't know who they'll be and, you know, where they would – you know, how they'll fit. Um, you know, we actually played Precious or Chew. I seen him on the unknown with New Heights a lot. That I think definitely if you can get the guys that you name, that they definitely could be the, the number one recruiting class in the country. But more than that, uh, what, what do they do on the court? Do you see uh, them yeah, combining I mean, well, with, let's talk about the returners with those guys. With returners, what do you see them with, doing with the together? Oh, man, ultimately, like I said, most of those – and then what, what the good thing about it, most of those guys have played at the – you know, played with each other at the high level. You know, Alo has played with DJ. You know, Tyler has played with DJ. You know, Ryan, Jaden, those guys coming back. You know, they play and with James, you know, who's been on this circuit. Uh, and he said you're talking about high-level athletes. I think, you know, I think I think the ceiling, the ceiling you know, couldn't be too high for them. Um, I think, you know, essentially the game has to be played and we can put all type of predictions on them. You know, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, we got to see what the team will be like first. You know, once we, once we see the team, then I think we can kind of shape up to see, you know, you know what they'll do and how they'll be. But I definitely think, you know, if we can get the guys that, that the University of Memphis could, could really, really make a run over these next few years. Okay. Trey, I have to ask you this question. I got to take you back down to the high school level. You know, this okay. year it's uh, pretty much after James Wiseman and DJ – you know, in the local area, it's based on basically like top guards in the city. And, you know, when you got Joe Cooper and then you got the rising sensation and Devontae Williams and Riley Egypt, who would you say is a player that stands out, that doesn't get enough recognition that people need to keep an eye on? Oh, uh, man, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. And they people can say what they want, man. I'm going to roll with, 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 with the point guard at Mitchell High, man, Michael Rice, the twin. Uh Twin was was the, was the MVP actually in that uh, last year in the region. Um, I'm sorry, in the district on our side. Um, Twin had, a, had phenomenal games. He had phenomenal games versus versus Hamilton. You know, we couldn't get over that Hamilton hump, but definitely get started. If we can get that ACT score right, he's going to he's going to pick up a, a bunch of mid major offers. Uh, he's essentially been offered by every JUCO school in the Southwest region. Uh, my phone has been ringing off the hook for Mike. Um, and uh, his brother, Mike L. Rice, is pretty good. You know, but, of course, you know, I had to be a little biased. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, other than that, though, uh, man, the kid you named, Devontae Wood, he's very good. He's very, very, very good. He's a, he's a, he's a guy you got to keep an eye on. He's dynamic, and he's just a flat-out scorer. Um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a natural-born scorer, and he can get it done. And, uh, of course, Cameron Matthews. Olive Brown, I don't think he gets enough recognition for for what he does, you know, on the basketball court. He's a guy that got three, three or four high major offers already. You can you can essentially see him blow up over the next over the next few months. So those four, those three to four guys are definitely some guys I keep an eye on. Oh, without a doubt. And you know, as you said, you're gonna be biased about Mitch. I gotta take it to another team. Two, two other top. Gotta teams, be biased, man. Now. So, <laughs> all right, James Wiseman, DJ Jeffries. They going head up once again. Last year, they snuck up on East High and messed up some of their preseason early rankings where they were ranked number one in the country. Now, you know, things are a little different. You don't have Alo. Now it's going to pretty much be Malco and Dandridge in the paint against DJ and 
rising uh, senior, Joe Cooper. What do you think? They're playing at the Lander Center. Who you got this year? I love it, man. I love Joe, man. Joe's another kid that doesn't get a lot of enough attention. Um, honestly, man, I don't know. I really don't know. But I actually uh I love to see I love to see the game, but I do think we'll see um in the Olive Branches in the city of Palms and we'll see them in the second round. Uh, when Olive Branch come to Florida for the city of Palm. That East and Olive Branch, man, that's hard. I mean, I really I really hate predicting. You know, games like that because I, you know, I'm, you know, being a, you guys, former athletes, just tie them up and lace them up. That's what they play the game for. I definitely think we, I, I would advise everybody in Memphis to go and then in, in Mississippi to go to their game because you're definitely gonna be in for a show. I mean, how, I mean, you you have potentially two University of Memphis signees on one court. I don't think that has been done since since Jeremiah and DJ played, and then you take the step back. I don't think it's been done since you know our recruit played. So you talking about. 2010 was 40 years. 2015 is when Jeremiah and DJ played, and you may have James and DJ. So I really don't know to answer your question, but make sure you <laughs> let me know who wins. <laughs> make sure you let me know who wins. I definitely, you know, then we'll talk about. Hey, it. don't don't forget about Cameron uh, Mook Matthews. Also, don't don't forget about that. Yeah, he said that. Oh, he I, said that he didn't. I, leave I, him. You know, I can't forget he didn't about leave him. him out. You know, this six seven man child. A man child down there. Definitely, definitely, Trey, man. We definitely appreciate you for for coming on with us on the Deliberation Sports Podcast. And man, um, any uh, any last words you want to lead the uh, people of Memphis and uh, everybody out there listening with? Man, Memphis, no, I love them. Can't wait, you know, to, to you know everything you know about me. You know, stands for Mitchell, man. I actually get get joked on. I'm sorry, I said for Mitchell. You know, see, walking home coming out, <laughs> but no, <laughs> Memphis, man. I. I you know, I stand for Memphis. I, you know, that's my nickname down here. That's what they call me. You know, I still wear my Memphis gear. Um, so, man, I stand for Memphis. I want to see Memphis be successful. I'm hoping that, you know, in the high school level that all our, you know, three classifications can come back to the city of Memphis. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for, for Penny and for the Grizzlies, you know, with Jerry Jackson over there. And, man, you know, most important, I'm ex- you know, congratulations, and you know, to you all for doing what you guys are doing. Like I said, take, you know, to have a vision, but to actually put the vision in perspective and to see to see four or five guys working together. You know, we usually don't see that in our city where guys come together and do something positive for one, you know, for one name and one brand. So, you know, big up to you guys. And, man, anything that I can do, you know, please let me know. But other than that, when I'm in town, man, I definitely be stopping by to see you guys, and I definitely be keeping up with, you know, keeping up with the talent uh, in Memphis, and and I look forward to, you know, listening to you guys' show, and I ask all the listeners to support you all, man, because like I said, I'm excited, man. I think you guys have some great, have some great stuff. So congratulations to you all. Hey, we appreciate it, man. We're gonna have you back on, Trey. All right, man. I appreciate. It. I look forward to it, man. Thank you. All right. All right, man, go Tigers. Mitchell yes, and Memphis. <laughs> God. Definitely, man. All right, that's Trey Draper, uh, man, former Memphis Tiger, former Mitchell assistant, and now assistant coach at IMG Academy, man. And um, guys, uh, man, uh, any last words y'all got before we, uh, if we close it out here? Uh, Justice, uh, any last words you got? No, I, I really enjoy Trey, man. We, we go back to uh, man, Burt Ferguson Community Center back when I was coaching. And this, uh, this was over 14, 15 years ago. Uh, so, r- really, 
enjoyed having him on and, uh, you know, he, during his days with the Tigers and his post career has been so successful and, and it's going to be more successful. So, uh, man, I'm just glad we got the opportunity to talk to him for episode one. Definitely, definitely. And uh, Evan, any quick last words, bro? Um, whenever you could get a guy like Trey, who's uh, probably one of the most humble and, you know, just cool stand-up guys I ever been around. I've been knowing them my whole life. We play high school ball together. Uh, you want to have him on because what he said is 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 not just for show. He he really want to see people do well, and and you want to keep those type of guys around you in your circle. So, I mean, his family is just as connected as any other family in the city when it comes to the Tiger program. So. I couldn't think of a more perfect guest uh, to start off our podcast. Absolutely, man. Leon, any last words you got, my guy? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, Trey Draper, you know, he's a guy who's very well known within this community. You know, I, I think he broke a couple hearts when he made that power move within himself, you know. And at the same time, he just touched so many bases that, you know, we're going to be talking about real soon, Tigers and high oh, yeah. school basketball. So, you know, he touched so many great things. It was a privilege to have him on here today. Absolutely, man. Just to let the people know, you will not find any more knowledgeable and insightful and connected guys than you got right here on the Deliberation Sports Podcast. And I think I can say that without uh, with, with conviction, man, no doubt about it. Uh, with recruiting, with high school in Memphis, anything, Tigers, all that, man. This is the place to NBA, be. NBA, college football. Here. Yeah, all of that, man. We're going to get into baseball. everything. Uh, baseball. <laughs> you know, World Series going on. So, anything you got, we got you right here on Deliberation Sports Podcast. But until next time, we will see you. When we see you, man, be sure you follow the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts as well. Just search Deliberation Sports Podcast and subscribe. And we definitely appreciate it, as well as following us on social media at Deliberation SP1 on Twitter. That's at Deliberation SP1 on Twitter. Keep up with us, uh, the host of the show. Anytime we drop a new podcast on that, um, IG at Deliberation SP1 as well on Instagram uh, to keep up with the show. Anything we put out as well, man. I know Justice dropped some fire, a fire video about the Memphis Tigers uh, coming back, man. Uh, the the uh, rejuvenation of the Tiger program. A lot of people checking that out, so be sure you check the that resurgence. out. The resurgence. Yeah, the resurgence. Memphis yes, Tigers basketball, yes, as they say, is back. Yes, sir. And uh, coming real soon, I'm uh, going to hit you with some more content as well. But for right now, this is the Deliberation Sports Podcast. And we'll see you next time. Running back turbo. Running back turbo. Synchro.